Welcome to the Branding Blueprint Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to build an unforgettable brand and walk through the chaos of building a business in real time as it happens here at Craftsman Creative. Today, I am so excited to welcome Mike DeZura to the podcast. He is the most recent addition to the Craftsman team as our director of brand management, aka the person who runs the delivery of Craftsman's product for our clients. I'm really excited for this conversation about how do you know if your marketing's actually working and how do you measure the success of all of your marketing efforts? Stay tuned. Mike, welcome to Craftsman and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> I was going to say something else, and then I said thanks for having me. So here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can speak for the whole team in saying you've been here for, what is this, day six? Is that right? Day six, if you don't include the weekends. Day six. Oh, I include the weekends. It's day eight. No, I'm. wait, would that be day nine? Whatever. It's day six, and I'm really happy to have you here. I, I know we had our team meeting this morning, and I shared some of this, but I think that it's so evident to me that you're the right fit for this job, and the whole team feels that way based off the feedback I've gotten so far, just in case you were wondering. And I know for a fact that not only is the podcast today going to benefit from you you know, dropping some wisdom, but also I know that our clients are really going to benefit, and our team is really going to benefit from having your leadership here and also on the account level. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to be here and excited to learn from the team as well, and can't wait to dive in. Cool. Well, you're the smartest man in the room, so let's talk about how we know marketing works. You know, it's a it's something that I'm always talking with our team about is how to make sure that we're measuring successfully and making sure that it's very clear that our product carries value and frankly, it's not that it's not that hard of a task, but it is one that marketing has just historically had some, you know, <laughs> some bad players in it. It's it's sometimes hard to tell if creative actually works. And I think that 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 comes down to, you know, what our approach looks like and how we actually go through the steps of establishing KPIs and making sure that we're, you know, really keeping things on track. So maybe at a very high level, like, tell me a little bit about your thoughts about how you know your marketing approach is working or what are some signs that it's not working? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's probably... I know we just said it was it's easy. It's actually not. I think it's the hardest part that we do, especially in today's world, with how much we have going on digital uh, and what you can measure, and, and then what are the right things to measure. Like, I'm big on data. I think you have to have data, and if you don't have data and you're not optimizing your your strategies, your campaigns that are out in the market, you have no idea what's going to work. You know, one thing that works for you know your competitor that you say, hey, I might want to go try and do this might not work for you. You really have to look deep into if you are from from a brand standpoint and, and what you're about and then really take that as as you kind of develop what your objectives are and then your KPIs that, that you want to measure against. The the biggest thing with, you know, data right now too is there's so much of it. What's the right data that I need to use for this campaign? You know, it could be it's not just like lead generation anymore. Yes, that's going to be a KPI usually. We're generating leads for this brand or I want more leads for, you know, my campaign that I'm running. But how I kind of look at it is what is the revenue impact, right? That's the biggest thing. If you want to make sure that your campaign's working, it's not just the short term of your campaign. It's very easy to measure the short term. Okay, we sold, you know, we had 100 new customers that came in, for example, and they paid $80 for this. I mean, $8,000 on this campaign. That's very short term. But really what I want to know is, 
what's the long-term value of that campaign now too. And you really have to go and look at who your current customers are, what's your retention rate with that customer, so that when you know when, to, when you acquire a new customer, and I, making this up, you know, retain 50% of them, 50 of them are going to come back and they average over, you know, three to three years, $350 in spend. Well, you take out your marketing costs, let's call that $50, $300. You now have a number that you can add to that 8,000 and say, this is the overall long-term impact of my campaign. And when you sell that into a client or your client knows how to go or, you know, I say client right now on the agency side, I was on the client side as well. But when I was going up the board to try to, you know, sell in an idea, when you're able to show those kind of things, it makes not just getting budget approved a lot easier, but it's no longer, I need to get budget for marketing. Marketing's now an investment. And when you look at it as an investment, it really helps you, you know, be able to f determine what your effectiveness is, but then, you know, is it more than just, it's a, it's a budget exercise. This is an investment into who we are and we need to have it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think if there's one thing that's exponentially clear to me, just based off of that initial thought that you've had, is that you've been on both sides of, <laughs> of this equation, both the client and the agency side. So just using that as a little bit of a segue, tell me a little bit about what, you know, tell me about your experience. Tell me, you know, what, what brought you to today? What gives you the qualification to speak about ROI in marketing? Just give me the basics. Yeah. So I, I started on the agency side, was there for about 10 years, loved it. Always thought I was going to stay on the agency side forever. Had a really intriguing opportunity that came about about four years ago that moved me over to the, you know, client side or brand side. And it was with a startup and it was a lot of fun. Got to build a brand from the ground up. One of those opportunities that you kind of get once in a lifetime as a marketer, especially at the, at the age I was when I was able to do it. I thought it was an opportunity I was never going to you know, potentially get again. And so dove into that, loved it. Uh, it was an industry that I am very passionate about as well. But as you know, that brand has been going now for you know, a little over four years now, really looking at kind of you know, what what am I passionate about? And, and what, what I was looking back at is it's really just the creative side of it. And it's really helping businesses find, you know, where is their competitive edge at? You know, a lot of brands will sit there and focus on their competitors. Um, and really, that's not, in my belief, the way to do it. The way that you, what you should be looking at is yourself. And how are we building our brand to be the best brand? And how are we focusing on our target and not worrying about really any of the exterior or external noise. And so that all of that kind of led me back to say, hey, I want to come back to the agency side. And luckily was able to you and the team here. And obviously you, you offered me a position, which I am very grateful for and excited to be back. Yeah, for sure. I think in the, you know, just going back to like our interview process, which, you know, took a little while because I wanted to make sure it was the the right fit, obviously, and I wanted you to feel like you had the proper opportunity to make sure it was the right fit for you. I distinctly remember, you know, sitting at dinner with you and we were talking about, you know, our approach to to business and to how we help our clients. And it was really important to me to find an account leader because frankly, for up until recently, I have been leading the charge as it relates to account management. Not that I've been managing every account because our account management team is so incredibly excellent at what they do. It's just that I was the one who was leading the leading that effort. And so in bringing somebody in, I wanted to make sure that that person was just as aligned with me in that, yes, we are a creative agency, but we are equally a strategic agency. What I mean by strategic is 
how do our creative outputs connect with business results and how do we make sure that we develop a plan for how those creative outputs are going to be used time and time again to make sure that businesses grow. And it was very clear to me that you, your experience and also your perspective really aligned with that. And so I, you know, I feel really passionate that we're one of the best at that in at, at least our market, but definitely, I mean, definitely on that level for our particular target client, I, I can't imagine us being better equipped for that. Of course, there's things to learn as we move forward, but there, but we have a really great foundation for connecting those two dots, if you will. I'm sure that you probably <laughs> noticed that in the interview mm -hmm. process too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Yeah. No, it's one of the things that I think one of the main things that attracted me to, you know, wanting to come and join the team is that same kind of outlook that, you know, I, I believe there's really two things that, that any brand can win over their competitors in, and it's a really well-defined strategy and kick-ass creative. Nothing beats that in my mind in, in marketing. And if you have that, I don't care if you are a massive agency and you're working on the biggest clients or if you have... 10 people at your agency. I've seen the 10 person agency succeeded that much better than, than, the, than the bigger agencies or even the bigger brands. I've seen smaller brands be able to do that better too, because they're able to be more agile in that sense. And, you know, it, it really allows you to get really creative into it, but you know, you can't just have creative that doesn't, that you're just throwing out there. It has to have strategy behind it. It has to have objective behind it. And then you have to be able to measure it at the end. Because if you don't, there's no way to optimize it. And really, marketing is all about optimization at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Trial and error yes. and optimization. Yes. yes. <laughs> I always tell our clients that we're kind of living in this loop of like strategy, execution, and optimization. And yep. it's kind of this circular motion of co constantly coming back to strategy after you and then adjusting said strategy with the based off of the learnings that you had of the previous execution. And I think that's super important to, you know, for any. If you're on the brand side and you're looking or you're already working with an agency is to understand that, that trial and error is a thing and you have to be willing to be able to go through that. Because if you do, you will find the right channels, you'll find what's working and you might find something that you didn't think was going to work that is working. I always say that, you know, content is king and content that I like might not work, but the customer the, the target audience, they're going to tell us what content works. So you got to test, 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 and optimize towards the stuff that's working, towards the objectives and the goals that you've set for that campaign. So I guess the obvious next question is, how, what do you look at to know whether or not it, the content's landing? You know, what are those, and, and maybe keep it rudimentary, and then we can kind of like dive down into it even further. But what are those like baseline for somebody who's just marketing their own business at the moment or has a small team internally, you know, that small to medium-sized business, what what are those metrics and how do I know if my marketing is actually working? Yeah, well, I think there's, there's two things that you really got to look at, right? And a lot of people and a lot of, you know, brands, and this happens in today's world, I guess I'll say unfortunately, is sales are very critical, which we all know that we have to have sales, but sometimes too much focus gets put on that. And so you're really looking at the tactical, you know, what's going to work tomorrow or what's going to work overnight, right? And, and those are important, but those are your things like I'm going to run a promotion, right? I'm running a promotion and let's just say it's on Facebook and I'm getting, you know, I have a discount for or, or an offer for X product and I'm trying to see how many I can push in that short time. Well, 
that's fine for a short post, but that's never going to build your brand. And so, you know, one of the biggest things I really try to harp on is you have to invest in your brand too, but the brand is not going to be something that's built overnight or that you're going to see results in tomorrow or next week or three months from now. It's, it's going, going to go on forever. I mean, you look at brands like Apple, Apple is still building their brand, right? And they invested in it very heavily from the beginning and that shows, and that's why they've lasted you know, for as long as they have and why we all use their products or most of us use their products. You have to be willing to go through that part. But let's just say, okay, uh, I'm here, I'm listening to this and he's saying, okay, I should, I should invest in my brand. Well, what, what does that mean? What do I need to do? That doesn't mean you need to go start your brand over or anything like that, or you need to go redo your logo, but you need to look at what is, where in your business do you need to get better? Where are sales low that you're trying to get up? And go fix that part of the brand. And it could be a messaging. It could be, you know, a, a campaign that's been running that that needs to be, you know, rethought. It could be your audience is changing. Those are the things that you need to go look at. And then you need to get really smart people around you to build a strategy and look at that brand and be able to deliver a story that can then be compelling to go out to to your target audience. So the things, you know, kind of backing up out of out of that level, if I'm looking at a short-term campaign. It really depends on what your objectives are. I always like to start with, you know, any kind of project that I'm doing or campaign that I'm doing on, on what is it, what is the reason that we're doing this? Mm-hmm. Are we doing this because we, we saw it and it got a lot of buzz and it's, you know, it's a trend right now, mm-hmm. or is it actually going to drive, like I said earlier, revenue impact? Mm-hmm. So do you know the lifetime value of your customer? Do you know your retention rate of your customer? You're going to get things if you run a digital ad, you're going to get your impressions, you're going to get your click throughs. Those are important. But then also every single campaign that you run, especially on digital, it needs to go somewhere. You need to be able to track it. So have a landing page. If it's too hard for you to go into your website and build out a page, it's very easy to build landing pages that you can then direct people to and we can get all of that data or you'll be able to get all of that data on who those customers are, how many times are they coming and really being able to measure against that. And then if they don't finish whatever objective you wanted them to do, you can retarget them, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun too. Yeah. <laughs> then you can build lookalike audiences and all that. And we'll get that yeah. in another podcast, but that's fun. <laughs> a whole podcast dedicated yes. to lookalike audiences. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time to me. A little niche, but I love it. I would say one thing that stands out to me as you're, as you're talking is how important it is for your marketing department or your marketing partner, whether that be an agency or internal, to be connected to the rest of your business. I'm talking operations. I'm talking your sales department, like what you were talking about with ownership. One thing, one big pitfall I see super often is that marketing's operating in a silo. And if marketing operates in a silo, you're essentially just measuring against impressions and reach and you're not connecting that to dollars and cents. And I can I, I see I see a lot of that, and that is really difficult for an organization because at the end of the year they end up in a place where, well, why aren't we hitting our numbers? Well, we haven't actually created any touch points for our marketing department to talk to sales, to talk to ops, to talk to finance, and those touch points are really important. So whenever I whenever we step into a client situation, I always encourage as many stakeholders to be at that initial meeting as possible, not to have a bunch of cooks in the kitchen, but instead to have buy-in by from everybody on this is the story that we're telling as a brand. These are our objectives that we all are working towards. And a brand is not just 
a beautiful logo and some colors. A brand is is the business. Those two things should be synonymous. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I see that a lot where the where marketing's not connected to business at on the granular level and at the high level. And in fact, it can be disconnected on both in in some cases, which makes very little sense and creates a lot of you know confusion, bureaucracy whenever you actually do try to <laughs> integrate them. And so. I, I, you know, I always encourage people to think about how can we, you know, start this thing off right. Yeah, no, and that's a very good point. I mean, my the last company I was with, I used to always say that to to our team. I was like, everybody here is a marketer, mm. whether you're on the marketing team or not. And I'm talking to accounting, I'm talking to legal, I'm talking to obviously operations and sales. But it, you know, the company I was with, you know, we had we had servers, and and everybody's a marketer. They're promoting your brand. Mm. But you need everything to be connected. If you don't get everything back, it makes it very hard to be able to measure what what is working. Yes, you can look at overall revenue. Is it going up? But there's not one campaign out there that's going to you know, make or break or save your company. It has to be a long-term investment in that. And you have to be patient with it too. I mean, the world changes a lot very, very quickly, as we know, especially in the digital world. So being able to have everybody on that alignment it also makes those conversations too when you have those ROI conversations at the end of how did this work? You know, not everything's going to work. Like that's just the truth to it at the end of the day. But if you can show, hey, th- this might have not worked, but here's what we learned from it and here's what we're going to optimize going forward. And you can be proactive in that now with the data that you have. I've, I've rarely been in a meeting where, you know, you get shot down for, for that. Hmm. They like to see that, okay, yes, you are being proactive in this. And people understand that. They understand how that works. And yeah. so I think being able to ha- arm your clients or arm your team with those tools will make you much more successful in your job too and also easier. So Yeah. And tell me if you disagree here, but and seriously, I I'm curious your thoughts on this because now we're just kind of in like a live discussion. But one of the things that I've always felt was so deprioritized in the marketing, you know, lane, if you will, is the mixture like the prioritization of of really capturing a mixture of quantitative and qualitative data. I am just naturally bent towards qualitative data. Um, I'm, I'm fine with numbers, but it's not my natural, you know, place that I'm going to go to first. Whereas I, I would venture to guess that maybe somebody like you, or or definitely other people in your business context, for whoever's listening, there are people who are more quantitative in their assessment of things. And I think that on both sides of the equation, both quantitative and qualitative, depending on your natural leaning it can become like you're almost deprioritizing the other side just because of your natural inclination, if you will. So me, as somebody who really loves to hear, well, what do you think about our brand? How do you perceive our brand? You know, what what would you do differently if you were us? How could we better communicate with you? These types of insights I see as super important. But in the meantime, I might be deprioritizing quantitative, the actual tangible numbers of like, okay, I've gotten that feedback. Now, what does that mean for me in terms of not just revenue, but also actual performance on each individual asset that, you know, or campaign or whatever it might be that we're implementing. But on the quantitative side, they might be like, well, you know, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> yep. In which case, like, you're super hard to argue with. But also, there might be some things long term that short term, maybe your numbers are working, but long term, where is your brand headed? And qualitative data can really be helpful for you in that regard. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, it also goes back to what are the right metrics that we want to measure during or that you want to measure during this campaign, because there are so many out there. And, you know, 
you could be doing, I'm just going to use a digital ad for as an example, and you're running it and you know, your click-through rate is low. And somebody might just look at that and be like, well, why is my click-through rate so low? But your engagement's very high. Well, maybe for whatever reason, you're not able to get them to go directly to your website. You have them go into an off-landing page instead. So yeah, your click-through is going to look a little low because it's not going directly to your site. So there's things like that that you just got to pick the right things to be able to measure against. But then at the end of the day too, while I, you know, the quantitative part is very, very important and can guide you in those areas, there's a lot of things that I still believe in in terms of your gut as well, right? Like, like you still got to be able to have that instinctual part in marketing of knowing when do I push that button to be able to take that data now and put it into action. When do I know that I have enough of it? Mm. That I think that's a big point too. Is a a lot of times, if something doesn't work in a week, we want to change it. We want to start optimizing it. Well, no, we got to let it run for a little bit. Let mm -hmm. it build out there. Let it get out there, and then let's go back and look at it. So you got to really be able to set those windows then too. When are we going to start looking at this to optimize it? That's like saying um, that's like planting like an apple tree and like expecting for it to have like the most beautiful apples within a week. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're expecting that, you're going to be severely disappointed. Speaking from personal experience. Exactly. Exactly. And look, I get it. I get it. Everybody wants it to work very, very quickly. But if you give it the time. I promise it will work mm. because, you know, especially after talking with you and, and everybody that, that's here at Craftsman too, and just everything I believe in is when you have that strategy, you have the right objectives and you have measurable objectives. I think that's the important part too. It's one thing to have objectives or sorry, objectives, but you got to make sure they're measurable. And I have a very hard time of looking at an objective and if it doesn't have a measurable in there, what are we really going against? And what I mean by that is not just we are going to get leads mm -hmm. in this campaign that's a bad example but how many how many or we are going to we want to lift revenue sales right. revenue by 10 percent. okay that is a measurable objective we are going to do that or not and if we don't hit 10 percent, well why didn't we not do that mm -hmm. and if we blow 10 percent of the water why did we do that mm -hmm. and then your marketing costs start to go down over time because you start to optimize these channels that are really working for your business now and so if you can do that little investment up front and really understand that part, the long-term play like we're talking about is where you'll really see that value. And then you'll have your audiences build up and all that kind of kind of stuff that, you know, is where, where the magic happens. So, <laughs> Well, we could probably geek out on this for, I mean, hours, yep. uh, maybe days, but let's try to kind of bring this down to ground level for somebody. And what what are the three... If let's say that I, you know, am in that small to medium sized business who is not currently working with an agency and I'm trying to come up with, or maybe they are working with an agency too, but what are those key metrics that just to start me out on this path to start to try to implement what we're talking about today? Obviously, a lot of it depends on business objectives and put, just putting that to the side for the moment. What are, what are three things that I need to be paying attention to? And uh, how can I make sure that those things are actually, you know, moving the needle forward? I think the most important thing is who are you as a brand? Do you have your brand defined? Because if you don't, I don't care what kind of campaigns you run. Nobody, is, you might get the quick hit sale, that's fine. But nobody's going to remember you. And it, like, that's just the cold, hard, honest truth about it. And branding is a very, like, like we said earlier, it's a, it's a long-term strategy, but it's also, it's a very hard one as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to have the right story for, you know, people talk about building emotional connection all the time in marketing, right? Yes, we want to build an emotional connection. Well, 
I'm of the belief that like people are too irrational to like try to build a, a, an emotional connection with. Like, I mean, think about doing that like with your 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 friends and stuff, right? Like, it's very hard, and like very few people let you do that. Like, why would I let a brand do that? But well, well there goes my emotional connection <laughs> with you. But that's fine. Only you, Sean. But but what we what we can do, and what we what, what marketers should be striving to is how do I elicit an emotional response? Mm-hmm. Right. And so people look at, I mean, let's just say you got to go get a battery change in your car. Well, yes, there's different batteries, there's interstate, there's diehard, there's all those. And so when you're looking at that and you're like, well, is anybody loyal to a battery brand? Maybe not. But that is one of those purchases that you want to have that when, when, when your battery dies, for example, you want to be able to trigger an emotional response that I saw this interstate or, or this diehard commercial, whatever it is. And that will help trigger those, those, those purchasing decisions down the road. That's really what, you know, the, the goal is at the end of the day. And so being able to have your brand in place is by far the most important. If you don't, there are steps that you can still get things out the door and not wait for that whole process, but you really need to invest in that p- piece of it. The next pieces would be, you know, really defining what, what channel should I be using? There's a lot of channels out there. What are the right ones for me? And don't just go because these are the popular ones or these are the ones that I see everybody else using. Understand who your audience is. You have customers already, obviously. Look at what, how did you attract those customers? What is that target into? Where are they consuming their content? And focus your your strategy and branding around those channels and, and who your target is. And then I would say that, you know, the third one is really just making sure that an We've talked, we've talked about this back and forth, but making sure that whatever you're investing in is, is for revenue impact. There is, I believe, to this day that putting out content, you should put out content, but don't put out content for the sake of putting out content. Mm-hmm. It needs to be meaningful. It needs to be purposeful. And it needs to be going back to you are as a brand and what your core values are, what your truth is. All of that needs to play in line because when you do that, all of the other pieces will start to stack on top of each other. And then you can start building campaigns on top of that. So to kind of sum that up, I would say, you know, if you are either working with a marketing agency or you don't know where to start, I think the first thing I would look at is, do I have my brand right? And do I have it in the place that I need to? And the easiest way to know that is, can I clearly tell somebody in, you know, 20 seconds mm-hmm. what I do mm. and what my brand does for them mm. and and not who my brand is, but what does what problem does my brand solve for you at the end of the day? Because when you start communicating that way versus I do this, I do this, I do this versus I can help you with that, mm-hmm. then you'll start building that connection and, and that, that goes streamline. That goes directly back to what people are probably tired of hearing me talk about, but I just believe in it so much is story brand and the idea of positioning yourself or positioning your brand as the guide and positioning your customer as the hero. Everything that you're putting out into the world should tell a story and that story should not be focused on you. It should be focused on your customer. What problem do you solve? What end result can you help to guide somebody towards? And what can you help them to avoid as a potential you know, negative result that they would experience if they don't choose your product or service? So I, I think that all of that is just such great insight and I'm excited for all of the 
fruit that will come of both this discussion as well as all the strategy sessions that we have on our calendar. <laughs> Mike, thanks for just being such a valuable member of the team. And I'm excited to see your impact for all of our clients and also our just local community as we serve brands all across, you know, DFW and beyond. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody, thanks again for listening to the Branding Blueprint podcast. I just have to say, this is a really fun experiment for us that we are now, you know, at least a dozen episodes deep into, into you know, trying this thing out. And the response we've gotten has been so positive and we're so grateful for that. Our hope is that we can continue to broaden that impact for as many people as possible. So instead of asking you to subscribe today, what I'd ask is that you just share this podcast with somebody that who is working through their marketing plan for the rest of this year, or somebody who maybe is just a little bit lost in terms of what is that next step that I need to take in order to make sure that my marketing is working and that I can prove it. Looking forward to the next one.